Bolden is when God makes you think the way he's thinking. Bolden is that very thing that God has told you to do for him. That very thing that it looks like God is asking you alone to do for him. It looks like no other person is seeing it. Burden is that God removes his heart and gives you his heart. And you start feeling the same thing that God is feeling. Burden is always something that will glorify God. Burden is when God is giving you the mind of Christ. God called many of us through burden. What am I saying? God puts a burden on somebody. And until you do it, you do not rest. So the burden becomes why you do a certain thing that you're doing for the Lord. If you have a burden, it means that God has started talking to you. If you do not have a burden, then it shows that God hasn't been talking to you. So, burden is how God speaks his mind towards someone. It makes you see what other people are not seeing. Or it makes you see something the way God is seeing something. One of the things I'm going to do if I have money is that people who are mad on the streets are people's children. They are people's mother. They are people's father. Do you understand? Do you have a relative that is mentally deranged? Now, people that are mad are people's family member. Do you get what I'm saying? So, if you want to have burden, most times you put yourself in the shoe. So when I pass on the streets and I see mad people sleeping outside, and rain is falling on them. Me, I am inside the house. And I'm feeling cold. And someone is under the rain. And rain is falling on a human being that God created. Most times, if I just see things like that, it rings my entire day. As in, I become so sad all through the day. The reason I'm sad is because I've seen a human being like me under a circumstance that she cannot help herself. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so if I have a little more money, I'm not saying I'm going to heal them. What I'm saying is that they deserve a good home. They deserve a good food. At least someone should be able to build a private psychiatric hospital where they are put there and they are given food and they are prayed for continually. I know if I have that burden, you get what I'm saying, to provide them a place and give them food to eat and be praying for them consistently. I know God will also do his part to be healing people from that place.
you get what I'm saying? So in a month, we're having people that have left the place and have gone back home and they are mentally okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh -huh. So what I'm saying is that most times you can be passing and you're not seeing something that God is seeing. As in there's something that God has seen and you have not seen what God is seeing. So burden is that God removes his hearts and give you his heart. And you start feeling the same thing that God is feeling. Do you understand what I'm saying? You start feeling the same thing that God is feeling. How do people start a place called motherless baby home? How did they start it? People just started feeling. The children that people give birth to and they are on the streets and they have nobody, no parents. How do they survive? If we do our research well, you may be shocked and surprised that the person who started motherless baby home must have been someone who was motherless. Probably. Have you visited motherless baby home before? So all the money you make, you eat it by yourself. You make it for your stomach. Shame on you. Turn and tell your neighbor, shame on both of us. <laughs> tell your neighbor, shame on both of us. You eat alone. You have not visited motherless baby home. Do you know there are children that they've given birth to and they take it and drop it on the roadside and somebody takes them and drop it in the hospital. They grow up and they don't know their mother, they don't know their father. You don't visit them. You don't. If they like, they should die. Cannot buy one carton of Indomie and just go to a motherless baby home and say, you wanted to give a carton of Indomie for the children. It's a very big gift. You have not. You celebrate your birthday. Now you do birthday. Now you they buy something for yourself. Whereas there are people that cannot celebrate their birthday. Where is the love of Jesus in your heart? Where is the love of Christ in your heart? Do you think about people that they have no mother, no father, no relative? They don't have anybody. A child was picked very close to Federal Government Girls College. A child was picked close to Federal Government Girls College. Maybe one of the girls in the Federal Government Girls College delivered the child, kept it there. They picked the child. Till the child dies, the child will not know who the mother is, who the father is. You know who your mother is, you know who your father is, yet you are depressed. How much more someone who doesn't know his father, he doesn't know his mother, he doesn't know any of his uncle. The only relative he knows is himself. He is his only relative. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is burden that makes people start something called a motherless baby home and put other children there. Whenever people see children on the street that don't know where they come from or wherever, or people pick children on the street, they take them there and they nurture them and became a mother to them, became a father to them. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you go to motherless baby home, there are people who have visited there often and often and when they go there, the children start shouting, Daddy has come, Daddy has come. Daddy. Not that the person is their real father, but the person has started taking so much care of them like he's a father. Do you get what I'm saying? So, God giving you a burden. A burden is when God is giving you the mind of Christ. And make you think just like Christ is thinking. You now say, how will human beings stay and not have a fatherly love. You, most times your mother does something and you are depressed. Most times your mother is 
with your father and your stepmother will do something to you and you are depressed. You understand? Or maybe your father is not with your mother and your stepfather does something and you are depressed. What about somebody who has no father, no mother? So depression is that person's portion. So because of that, someone has to start a place. They call it motherless baby home. And they put the people there and they take care of them and they become the parents to them and they take care of them and they grow up. They grow up and they go to school. They get married. They become human beings. Am I talking to somebody? People come, adopt them and take them. Some grow up there, don't have anybody and they send them to school there. So when school is over, they don't know where to go to. They come back to their family. Am I talking to somebody? Burden is when God makes you think the way he's thinking. God tells you, do you know how I think about children that have been abandoned? And you say you don't know. You say, okay, this is it. Take it. And gives you the burden. You start thinking like that. If you receive that burden, you will not sleep. All the money you have, you will be saving it to be a motherless baby home. As in your desire in life will be, how do I have a motherless baby home for children who don't have parents so that I can give them a shelter? So your fulfillment in your life is basically going to be based on the burden that you have. If you want to say, I have really achieved something, or your happiness will be tied to what God is giving you burden over. So I am saying to say that if you do not have burden for anything, then God has not been talking to you. Many of you want God to speak to you and tell you the full name of the man you want to marry. Father, as I sleep, I want to see the name come out. Felix Akman. You want to, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see what does God want me to do. You can have a burden of saving people that are smokers. When you remember how the devil almost destroyed you with smoking. How the devil almost frustrates your life as a smoker. You now can develop a burden of helping people that are addicted to smoking. Do you understand what I'm saying? Has a smoker passed by you before and perceive how the smoker smells? No smoker knows that they are smelling like that. No smoker believes and know that they smell when they pass. They don't. It is the day you stop smoking that you now start perceiving that smoker smell. Do you understand? So, someone can receive a burden to help people that are smoking. So, you now have a strange and powerful calling to help people that are smokers. You just start telling yourself, I want to talk to people that are smokers. I want to really win people that are smokers. Another can have a burden to help people that are lesbians. And you are saying, I want to help people that are lesbians. I want to preach for people that are lesbians. Most times you know someone that lesbianism almost destroyed the person's life or something. Okay, let me give you a story of the lady in my country. Her name was Dora. She headed something called NAVDAC. NAVDAC is National Association of Food and Drugs Administration and Control. I don't know any other country in this world that used to have fake drugs like my country. I won't tell you the name of my country. I will not tell you the name of my country. It starts with N. 
As in, you can enter into somebody's house at Abba and discover that he's doing paracetamol. He's a, he's a producer. That he's a producer of paracetamol. That he can do capsule. No control, nothing. Else. So according to the lady's story, I can't get the story correctly, either the sister was sick and she rushed to go and buy drugs and give it to the sister. You know when somebody is sick and you give somebody drugs, you are relaxed that even though it's hot, it will soon get well. You understand? So he now gave the sister the fake drugs, or expired drugs, and the person died. So because of that, she became so angry that when she became the head of NAVDAC in my country, my country begins with N, she had no mercy for anybody because the thing is that the people who were dealing with most of these drugs, the fake drugs things, most of the people who were dealing with these things are big, rich people. So people will go with billions of naira to bribe her. She will not take. People will go with money to bribe her. She will not take. The reason is that if I take the money and I allow you to do your business and somebody dies, the blood of the person is upon my head, so I will not. Ever since the woman went down from that position, Navdak died in my country. They may be alive, but I don't know where they are. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, you won't understand what I'm saying until you buy a drugs and you discover that it is fake. You break paracetamol and eat and you know that this is chalk. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was sick in another country and I rushed to buy paracetamol. And I wanted to take two. They told me I should take one. I said, ah, in our country I even take two. And it does not even work faster. And the way I was hot and I needed to preach very soon. So I needed something that would work very fast. I almost would have doubled it. Somebody told me this is not your country. If they say one, take one. If you take two, you go follow. <laughs> there are countries that are very, very strict with things that has to do with food, with things that has to do with drugs. Let me tell you one sector in this country that does not have any corruption. It is zero corruption. I'll tell you now, you may not have known this. I'm giving you a free information. That's how much I love you. I'm going to give you a sector in this country that is zero corruption. Zero. The corruption day is zero. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? What will you give to me if I tell you? Hmm? God bless me, man. That's what you have burden for. Now, there's a sector in this country that the corruption is zero. It is when I look at that sector and I now know that Nigeria can be better. Oh, did I just mention the name of my country? <laughs> I discovered that my country would have been better if people just wanted to be better. This one sector. One sector. No corruption. Oh, Jesus. I can't tell you. Maybe you will take it 20 years to find out. No corruption. Should I even tell them? That sector is the aviation sector. Aviation. Aviation is the people that deals with plane. Even if you are a president's son and you go to aviation school, and you don't pass, they can never promote you. The promotion in aviation school, the pass is 70%. It's 70. If you have 69, you are failed. If you have 69, you are failed. There's one in Zaria. If you have 70, you have passed. Do you understand? They don't joke with people that are doing that. Because those are the people that prepare planes. Those are the people that become pilots. 
The demand is more than medicals. The strictness is more than anything. Even though you are a senator's son, if you cannot meet up, you don't bribe. They don't bribe. Nobody bribes. Do you know why nobody should bribe and nobody bribes? The reason is that the life of the people that is at stake are the rich people. Now, poor person, they enter plane. So the rich people don't joke with their life, but they can joke with the life of the poor masses. So that very one, even though you were the one who built the aviation school for the country, and your child has been going to the school and fail, is sent out. There is no bribery, nothing, nothing. You cannot help. Do you understand? You cannot help. If you cannot fly a plane, there's nothing you can do. Okay. How many plane crash have you had this year? Hmm? None. How many plane crashes did you hear last year? None. So how many accidents have you had last year? How many accidents have you had this week? The people who even drive motor. <laughs> if you can drive on computer game, no problem. Just pick any motor. The reason is that the people you will find on the road and jam are poor people. So people who regulate the law around that are not strict. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah. the people who regulate the law around that are not strict because there's not how you jam somebody on the road and you now go and jam the governor's son. How will you see him to jam when he's flying? Do you get what I'm saying? There's no way you jam the governor's son or the wife or the child or the governor himself. No way. You people will be jamming yourself. Poor person jamming another poor person. Just, just. <laughs> And so instead of you put to have time to talk against the government, when you jam yourself, you'll be thinking about how to settle the problem. You will not have time for the government. You will be settling yourselves. Let's get back to the business. So the lady, Dora, had a burden to make sure that our country can have original drugs. And that's when they catch you with fake drugs. There's nothing you can do. You cannot bribe. I don't know. Have you had a lecturer before that you cannot bribe? You have a lecture that you cannot bribe. Is there anyone like that in Aksu? Yes. As in you cannot bribe. Yes. Not that you don't have money to bribe. You cannot. Yes. Some of my friends now met a lecturer and they said, Sir, we, we wanted to come and see you concerning that your course. And he said, hey, what about that? My course? We did not do well. He said, hey, so what do you want me to do? We wanted to know whether there's anything we can do. He said, what do you want to do? He now told him, okay, discuss with this your guy. He now met one of them their head says, discuss with him, give me your name and your red number. So the guy now went and met everybody in the class. When he came to me, I told them I don't sort. So they now met everybody in class and they said they should contribute to 2,000 naira for sorting. They now met everybody and they now brought to the man. The man said, so all these people came to bribe me. I'm failing all of you. They begged. They nailed down from the office down to the main road. There are people you cannot bribe. So that too can be a burden. I don't know whether you have met a doctor before and the doctor cannot pronounce paracetamol. It lifts up something and cannot pronounce it. It is because there are people that were irresponsible in trying to raise them. You understand? Where they should be strict, they refuse to be strict until somebody maneuvered his way to the top without being scrutinized, without being worked on. When the person is not qualified, so now it becomes a national disaster. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? There was a woman in my former church. She doesn't have a child. 
And one of the reasons was because the doctor forgot something in the stomach when they did her operation. They forgot. <laughs> they did the operation and forgot either, either towel or something or something. They forgot something. It's a life story. Have you seen who they brought there? They carry somebody who forgets everything, forgets everything, forgets everything. Most of you are very forgetful. You have carried spoon that you were turning soup and now went and put inside the box, your clothes box. You are so forgetful. So burden is when God makes you see something that he's seeing. That is, like I was talking to you about the lady, the lady sees that this sector is corrupt and God gave her the burden to do so. And she was given the opportunity and she said, no, 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 this thing, it has to stop. So it doesn't matter whether you are the brother, the sister, and something, when it has to do with something that is contrary to the burden, no mercy for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Receive the burden in the name of Jesus. Receive the burden in the name of Jesus. So men that have the burden, people that have the burden, are people that God had revealed his mind to. You may have a burden here, and it looks like you have not seen Jesus before. You say, I mean, I've never seen Jesus even in my dream before. God has revealed his mind to you. Because burden makes you understand the mind of God. It makes you feel the mind of God. Want to do what God would love you to do. Let me give you another powerful thing. In U.S., just like we have motherless baby home, there are places where aged people are taken care of. Aged persons are taken care of. So they have a place, they pay nurses and they put them there. Old people, when people are too old, don't decide that before somebody gets a little bit older, he's dead. Where people get too old and they cannot help themselves, they are taken down to that place. So they are taken care of and so on. Do you understand what I'm saying? Almost old people that have been abandoned by their children, so they take them down there. Almost all people that maybe have been abandoned by the wife. Maybe the wife sees another person and the man was too old, 20 years older than the wife. So they now take the person to those places. All those things are created by burden. Somebody just have a burden who takes care of this kind of people that are forsaken, that are rejected. Who takes care of this kind of people? Who shows this kind of people love? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. When the whites came to our country and our continent, you know the difference between country and continent? Do you know? I wouldn't have asked this question, but they asked the man a question. They asked him, how many times do you see your menopause in a week? How many times do you see your menopause in a week? Guy said, um... <laughs> Sometimes three, sometimes four times. Says, so you see your menopause? Says, yes. They say, okay, like when and when? He says, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday that he sees his menopause. Most of you will be backing the guy now up. <laughs> so they now ask the man, what can you say to men that have not yet seen their menopause or they don't see their menopause regularly? What can you say to them as a word of consolation. And I said, well, there's nothing they can do. Let them keep praying, depend on God, have faith that one day, one day, your menopause will also come. That man did not know that menopause is a state. 
a woman gets to and cannot give birth to a child again. A stage a woman gets to, she doesn't have her menses again. They said the person has reached her menopause. It's only a woman that can get to that point. We men cannot get to that, but the man didn't know. So he now started saying they should pray for men that don't have. So now I'm saying continents. I want to define what it is. What is continents? <laughs> I will have been seeing their continents. <laughs> you know what is country? Country is the nation that you're from. The nation, like Nigeria, is a country. Uh-huh. Continent. Do you know what continent is? Countries that are in the same region. That is like Africa is a continent. Do you understand? Have you learned something new today? Mm-hmm. Africa is a continent. Uh, some of you will say America, America, America. There is South America as a continent. There's North America also as a continent. Also, so learn that. Add that up with what you knew. So now, God gives people burden. Somebody say burden. God gives people burden. That's what the Bible says. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ. The mind being in you is a burden. The same burden that Christ had. And I want to preach from Nahum, chapter 1, verse 1. You may not have read from Nahum before. Have you read from Nahum before? There's a book of the Bible that is called Nahum. Have you heard before? Oh, you're hearing it for the first time? Somebody said Nahum. Nahum. Uh-huh. You can name your child. So, Nahum chapter 1, verse 1. I want to teach you what is in Nahum. So, let me explain a little bit more thing about burden. Somebody said burden. burden. I became a preacher because I had a burden to preach the gospel. I had a burden to preach the gospel. I have a burden to tell people about Jesus. Do you understand? There is nothing in this world that gives me joy than preaching the gospel, than telling somebody about Jesus. Not that my life was like this. Not that I always loved this kind of thing. But it is when Jesus saved my life. He now gave me a burden to do his will. His will, his desire. I studied philosophy while I was in the university. So I cannot be comfortable going to the university, sitting down in the chair, or maybe going to the university and be teaching people philosophy. I'm teaching you uh, Socrates, Socrates said, Aristotle said, Plato said, Aquinas said, who else? Tell us, tell us said this, 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 I said, and I will now be quoting rubbish. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why would I teach about people who died and could not resurrect? Whereas there's a great story that people haven't heard. A great story of someone who died and on the third day, grave couldn't hold him. He resurrected. A great story. And people have not heard this story. I used to think that there are very many pastors in the world and because of that, the story of salvation is really heard. It's not heard. Many churches are praying for their enemies to die and the enemies get healthier and healthier and healthier. Praying for family covenant, family pattern. Something is pursuing you from your family. Everything pursuing you from your mother's side, we block. <laughs> Let's talk about the most important individual that has lived in this world. And that he doesn't only live in this world, but after this world, you enter another world. He's there. You don't know Jesus, so let me tell you something. I had a conversation with someone who was an atheist. He doesn't believe in Jesus. 
Do you understand? And I was talking to him. He was sick, so I was called to pray for him. So before I prayed for him and got him healed, my basic thing before I get people healed, I have to get them saved. If you refuse to get saved, then you don't need to get healed. So I started talking to the man about Jesus. In fact, most times it is the people of the world that makes you understand who you save. Many times, familiarity can make you save Jesus, but you don't understand the power of Jesus. So I was asking the man, the man was a cultist, big person in cult group, and I was asking the man, do you believe in Jesus? He says that name. He's not a church personal, he doesn't go to church, but that Jesus thing, he will believe in Jesus based on his experience. So that was interesting to us. So we now started telling him what is the experience. He said he was in the space. They were traveling on space. When they sleep, people sleep and their spirit goes out. You understand? And they are traveling and they go soul traveling and so on and so forth. And when he got into the witch war, he saw somebody who insulted him, a fellow court guy. Not all these small bagger something that people are doing. Not all this rubbish something they flock with 60 strokes of cane. Not all this rubbish you guys do here. I mean real courtes. Uh-huh. I think that one is a court or something. Not all this small rubbish people do at Ubon Basi Road. Not this nonsense you guys do at Ubon Basi Road. You don't have to go to a pass by 6 o'clock. Not that rubbish. If you are in that thing, find a way and come out quickly. See me, let me pray for you so you can come out. All those nonsense, so you don't die. Bagger, whatever rubbish, come and meet me. Let me pray for you and also show you physical way to get out of it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that's it. Don't enter into something that will kill you on time. All cultists are walking cops. You are going to die one of these days. You don't just know the day. Do you understand what I'm saying? So meet me, let's terminate the of your debts. I have a novel I wrote. We have published it now. It's going viral. A very powerful novel. The title of the novel is I Almost Attended My Funeral. <laughs> so that you don't attend your funeral. So you have to get out. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ask your neighbor, do you understand what pastor is saying? Uh, tell your neighbor, are you sure pastor is not talking to you? Don't be under my leadership. Don't be under my church and listen to me preach every time and be a cultist. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will be the most foolish person. The reason is because other cultists are looking for opportunity to even hear the word of God and change. And you, you are hearing the word of God. Don't, don't try it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't try it. Find a way and come out. If you cannot find any way, just send me a message. Daddy, please, that thing you were talking, you were talking to me. Just... Find a way, send me a message. We will talk, we will deal with it. We will solve it. You don't need to come out to the front of the church. Meet me, let's talk things out. In the olden days, they used to put witch for people unknowingly. Now, now you carry your Lego and that witch. So, burden, because I'm having a burden to remove people from cause groups. So now, burden is when God gives you his mind and make you think the way he thinks and make you have passion for the things he's passionate about. That's burden. It makes you have burden, passion for the things he's passionate about. You may not have passion for any other thing that other people are having, but you have passion over what God is passionate about. That is burden. That's God giving you burden. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Borden many times allow God talk to you. It tells you these are the things I love. There was a woman in the Bible, a lady in the church. She used to sew clothes. While she was sewing clothes in the church. Are you paying attention to my story? One day, she died. And a new pastor was just posted into that area. And the pastor saw people gathering in the church and they were crying. And they said, what's the matter? He said, the reason why we are crying is because this woman that died had a burden that we cannot do without. They said, what's that? She said, she's so close for us. This scarf that you see, so she was the one who sewed for us. She was the one who made this, this. Is this cap not nice? She said yes. And the lady fell down and said, Who will make such a nice cap again for us? This clothes that you see, so she was the one who sewed for us. I did not used to have clothes. She sewed clothes for us. Not all these tailors of nowadays that sew and collect us money. <laughs> and the pastor was moved. And he said, No, 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 no. Dead. Don't you know other people that you would have killed? Look for other people and kill. Not this very one. And went spread for the person and raised the person back to life. What am I saying? God speaks to people through their burden. Burden is that very thing that God has told you to do for him. That very thing that it looks like God is asking you alone to do for him. It looks like no other person is seeing it. Have you discussed something with somebody? I would really love us to be doing like this in church. And the person that you're talking to is not interested. You now move to another person. In this church, I would be feeling that every Saturday we should come and be sweeping the church. Nobody's interested. God gave you the burden so that you can do it. You don't need group to do it. You'll be the only one to do it. Do it by yourself. When you do it by yourself, other people will join you. Am I talking to somebody? So that's burden. That's burden. As I'm talking now, God is sharing burdens into your hearts. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, someone can have a burden and say, I want to get into clothing sector. And why I want to get into clothing sector is that I hate people wearing nonsense clothes and they write nonsense caption. Kiss me now. <laughs> or they wear clothes. Kiss or grab. Nonsense, nonsense things. I saw one pastor wearing a clothes and they were writing something about sex on his cap. His cap. And when he was going for evangelism on his cap. <laughs> on his cap, they were writing something that pertains to sex. So somebody can say, I want to get into clothing industry so that in people's clothes will be written, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is coming back very soon. There's a site that you can design clothes and put it in the site. You don't do anything about clothes. You just design the clothes. You can design a cloth, Jesus is Lord or Jesus is coming back and just create a design of a cloth. And if people order for the cloth, the company prints the clothes and gives to those people and pay you money. If the clothes becomes popular, you have bloomed. You become so popular. Then we will have clothes with scriptures. Don't you know that if you wear clothes, Jesus is coming back very soon. Another person is wearing, hell is so hot. Another person is wearing, repent today. Another person is wearing another clothes. You need Jesus. Do you know that somebody who is a fornicator will not be able to fornicate that night? <laughs> You're reading things that hell is so hot. Don't go to hell. But if this person is wearing, sex me. This one is wearing, Hug me. This one is very <laughs> kiss me now. This one is saying kiss me quick. This one is saying kiss me quick. Somebody who is sitting down to start feeling honey. So someone can receive a burden. Say, I want my burden is that. My burden. My burden. My burden. Receive a burden in the name of Jesus. My burden is that girls walk naked too much. My burden. 
Most times I feel like buying skates and stand in the junction and be sharing and be sharing. Everybody I see with bomb shot, I be sharing. No matter how cold I'm at you will see some girls walking like this. Don't you feel cold? You sign a lady wearing something. And as you're walking, you'll be pleading with God that the clothes should not go up. And the person that is even wearing it is not interested. One day I saw a lady wearing boxers to class. Boxers to class. I thought, where are you going to say class? I said, you having class? I said, yes. And, and are you going to the class? And I said, yes. Are you going to buy something and now come back and now go to the class? I said, no. I'm going to the class. I said, with boxers? All these designers, you know when you buy a dog that is designer's color, you may be tempted to wear it outside. Always buy boxers that are not nice. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Buy boxers that are not nice. Who are you trying to impress? There are, most of these brothers, most of you go to another street buying something with only boxers. You are carrying water like this. Boxers. It's so bad. It's so bad. Do you understand? I saw one of my daughters wearing boxers moving at the junction. A daughter of mine. Wearing boxers moving at the junction. A daughter of mine. I asked somebody, that person looks like my daughter. They say, yes, it's your daughter. <laughs> boxers. So. so, burden is when God is bothering you with something. It's bothering you with something. You're so bothered. You are not feeling good about it. Maybe you come to church and nobody noticed that this place was not really clean well. And you are just so bothered about it. All your eyes is on the place that was not clean well. At first, you will start like, people that are ushers are not really trying. They are not really trying. They should mop it very well. What is this on the altar? What is this on the Lord's altar? What's this on the Lord's altar? What's this in church? What's... When you are done with all of that, God will tell you, are you not a human being? He said, the truth is that my house is very far. And if I come down and come back, they bomb as people will close the road. They will... God will tell you, do it. Until you do that thing, you will not rest. Most times you can be in church and that is the only thing that is bothering you. Do you understand? That's the only thing that is bothering you. Most times you can be in church and you are wondering... Ah, why is my pastor not wearing suits? I wanted him to wear suits today. Why is my pastor not wearing suits? Go and buy suits. <laughs> Go and buy suits for me. Buy them plenty. Up to 10. Yes. Let me wear it two days and come back to my normal. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that many times God gives you a heart for something. It gives you a pressure. It puts a pressure in your heart for something for him. For him, oh, not something for a girl. Oh, don't say that I saw that girl. That girl, I have a burden. Papa, I have a burden. I have a burden to pay school fee for that girl. That girl, I have a burden. <laughs> Pastor, after you preach about a burden, there's this girl in my department. I have burden for her. I have burden for her. Have a burden. I saw that girl. Her roommate is not treating her well. I told her to pack and come and live with me. I have a, bo have, have a burden. I rebuke that burden in the name of Jesus. Listen, burden is always something that will glorify God. Burden is always something that will glorify God. You may say, how does taking care of 
mad people like I was talking about or taking care of motherless baby glorify God. How else will he not glorify God? That's a wonderful way of glorifying God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What have you done for God? And after you have finished doing it, you feel so happy. You feel so excited. You feel so fulfilled. You feel so happy. Do you understand what I'm saying? One day, I was having a meeting with some workers in the church. So I wore my pamsel pass. I had a pamsel pass. For more than 15 years of my life, I never had a pamsel pass. So all of a sudden, my birthday, someone gave me a pamsel pass. And most times, I don't know people who give me something. So they just brought it. They said the person says his name should not be mentioned or something. So I just took it and I wore it. So someone came to me and I was talking with some people and somebody came to me and said, ah, Papa, your palm super is so nice. I said, yes. So somebody gave to me up till now. I don't even know the person. And one person was smiling. I said, you're smiling. I suspect, were you the one? He says, yes, Papa. I said, so what happened? He said, Papa, I just wanted to give you something that if you want to dress casual, you can just wear it. So anytime I see you wear the palm super, it gives me so much joy. I said, wow. That's burden. Do you understand what I'm saying? Receive burden in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody chatted me over and said, Papa, that's my account number. In case you have a burden to... <laughs> listen, listen and listen. Burden is more of what you will do for God, not what God will do for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, let's go to Nahum. The burden of Nineveh. That is the book of Nahum is actually the book of the burden of Nineveh. The book of the vision of Nahum. Okay, now, God is jealous and the Lord revenged and is furious. Do you know what it means for somebody to be furious? And is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserved wrath for all some translation will say for all his enemy so Nahum, let's not go far Nahum discovered that God is jealous God do you understand Nahum discovered that God is a jealous God and God is filled with vengeance do you know what it means to be filled with vengeance as in, if you kick God and go, forget it. <laughs> Just forget it, he will kick you back. Do you understand what I'm saying? Unless he has forgiven you. When we forgive our enemies, it doesn't mean that God has forgiven them all. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? When we forgive our enemies, what we are doing is that we are handing over the case. And we are pulling off. Do you understand? It's like somebody do you something bad. If you beat the person and break the person's head, when police come, who will they arrest? They arrest you. But if you now hand over the person to the police, you have been exonerated. Do you understand? When we say we forgive people, most times it's just handing over. That is why meekness is, I'm not just handing you over to God. I'm pleading with God to forgive you. Jesus was on the cross, very meek. And he said, God, not just that I have forgiven the people that are doing something to me, because even if I forgive you may not forgive them. So he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. So when Nahum discovered that the Lord is jealous, you are reading your book when it is time for church, that God could be very jealous. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
A fiddling phone when it is time for church. You are watching movie. Time for church. You are watching movie. That God could be so jealous. When Nahum discovered that the Lord is jealous and is filled with vengeance and is filled with wrath and he takes vengeance on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. When Nahum discovered that, he was filled with so much burden to preach the people of Nineveh. People of Nineveh were deadly people. I've gone to the north to preach many times, but the people of the north in northern Nigeria are not as bad as the people of Nineveh. Nineveh, if they catch you and they want to maltreat you, they will peel off the skin from you and they will lie you in the sun. That's how bad the people of Nineveh are. There are some people they have quarrel with. If you are a person they have quarrel with, they peel your skin. But somebody received a burden that God is vengeance. He will deal with his enemies. All the people that oppose him, he will fight war against them. Somebody receives so much burden and says, even though these people will kill me, I want to go and preach to them. I want to go and preach to them. I want to turn them from being God's enemies so that God will not fight against them. So that is what the whole book of Nahum is about. A man who received a burden to tell people about Christ so that he can deliver them. So now, his life was not at stake. His life was not at stake at all. He wasn't really considering his life. He was considered about his burden. If he wins somebody from Nineveh, then he's comfortable. He's so happy. He's excited when he's able to win somebody from Nineveh because his burden surrounds about that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Receive burden to win souls. Amen. Receive burden to win souls. Amen. Receive burden to do something for the Lord. Amen. Receive burden to love God. Amen. Receive burden to do God's will. Amen. Receive burden to love the Lord. Amen. I said receive burden to do something for the Lord. Amen. Receive burden to love the Lord. Amen. Receive burden to love the Lord. Amen. Receive burden to love the Lord. Amen. Lift up your voice and pray for burden. Tell God to drop a burden in your hearts. Tell God to bless you with a burden. When you allow God's work to suffer and you are around, you have no burden. God's work is suffering and you are alive. You are alive and something that you can do is suffering. Something that you can do, something you used to do is suffering and you are not doing it. You have lost the burden. And losing of burden is one of the ways people backslide. Losing the burden is one of the signs of backsliding. So when God sees how much you love him, he drops a burden in your heart. If you have been praying and fasting, the first thing that is going to happen to you is that God will drop a burden in your heart. Burden is that God is saying, since you love me so much that you come before my presence all the time, let me tell you what is bothering me. So he drops it in your heart. Receive the burden. Receive the burden to love the Lord. Receive the burden to love the Lord. In the name of Jesus.